This is NLBP TV video podcast. I am Camille Miller, your host and founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership. This video podcast is dedicated to supporting the holistic entrepreneur who is passionate about their business and living an authentic lifestyle. Tune in as we interview members, healers, inspiring business leaders, authors, and change makers in the alternative health and wellness arena. Let's get started. Okay, so hello everyone. Thanks for joining us. I am Camille Miller. I am the founder and executive director of the Natural Life Business Partnership. It is June 6th of 2018, and we are here with charter member Sue Walski, who is a um, veterinarian who is going to write a sorry, spotlight tonight about holistic pet care. Thanks, Sue, for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Um, will you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I actually came out here to lovely Pennsylvania, um, Ottsville, Pennsylvania, where I live right now, in 1981. It's when I graduated from veterinary school, um, Michigan State University. I am a Michigan girl, born and raised in Detroit, so I never really wanted to stay in the city. and. Uh, after I graduated, I really wanted to work in Vermont, but there wasn't any jobs available up there at the time. So I kind of traveled down here and interviewed in uh, the Quakertown area and loved the area that I live in. I, I just love it. It's just so beautiful. And uh, my first job was in a, a mixed animal practice. I did uh, small animal work and lots of large animal work, which I love. I have a passion and a love for dairy cows. <laughs> it's like... I always loved working on dairy farms, and so I did that for about a year, and uh, then my, unfortunately, my employer let me go, and I was looking for a new job, and I was stricken with an illness, so I actually was paralyzed. I had Guillain-Barre syndrome for almost a year, so that disease process actually helped me a little bit on my journey and what I'm doing now, interesting enough, but uh, after I recovered, I could really only work part-time. I didn't have a lot of strength, and I, I totally had to give up any kind of large animal work because it was just way too physically taxing. And um, I worked at several different practices in the area, some in New Jersey, just on a part-time basis. So I got to see a lot of different ways of practicing veterinary medicine, okay? Learned a lot and uh, realized I wanted to be my own boss at that point in time. And uh, was fortunate enough to be able to purchase the home that I have now and uh, actually set up my practice in the basement of the house. And uh, the property that I live on is, is, is about two and a half acres, so it's kind of a little, little farm itself. And, and uh, I wanted to set the practice up in the barn, but it, the zoning wouldn't allow it. So the basement was perfect. And I'm really quite proud because I started my practice from nothing. I didn't have a single client. Um, and ended up turning it into a two-doctor practice, myself and another doctor, for the longest period of time. And, and I was originally just doing conventional medicine, um, you know, vaccinating, spaying, neutering, hospitalized animal sicknesses, those types of things. And um, when my uh, last veterinarian decided they, they were moving on to other things, I decided that, okay, I was just going to go do it myself again. And I started to have some health issues. Um, I actually ended up having frozen shoulders. And my, the medical doctors, conventional medicine, thought I had a rotator cuff problem. And everything that they were doing just wasn't working. 
And someone said to me, why don't you go visit a chiropractor? Uh, maybe it's something wrong with your neck. And that's really what started my journey um, in, in what I do. And I went to the chiropractor and he was the one that really told me I had the frozen shoulder. <laughs> he said, this is what you need to do. I uh, started adjusting and that started me to explore. And I thought, well, this works so great on me. There's so many things that as a veterinarian, I couldn't diagnose. I had no idea what was wrong with their animal. We you know, did x-rays, did all kinds of stuff and still had no idea. And um, I've come to realize in my journey that there is more, you know, to just than just conventional medicine. So first I did chiropractic on myself and then I went to take classes to become a, an animal chiropractic um, practitioner. Um, and people ask me, do you adjust people? And I go, no, I just do animals, <laughs> um, dog, mainly dogs and cats, although I was trained to do horses. Um, and then the next part of my medical journey was acupuncture for myself. I had some issues with my ovaries. And um, before I had surgery, I went to an acupuncturist and she actually was, she resolved the issues on the right ovary and I had surgery to have the left ovary removed and um, a blessing again, it was nothing cancerous. And uh, that got me exploring acupuncture then for animals too. I saw how you know, how non-invasive it was, how great I felt after having acupuncture treatments. And also um, Chinese herbs is, is what she, you know, instead of medicines, the herbs were used to help um, the symptoms I was having. And, and that was lovely. So that was the next part of the journey. And then that's when I started, I'm going to say it was probably about 1981, excuse me, 1987 is when I started my conventional business and it was in the late 90s, like 1998, 1999, that I started to do some of the chiropractic and acupuncture here in the business and um, just started to explore that more and more. And I realized how many people were really interested in it. And um, all of a sudden, I just had a, I don't know, an aha moment that said, you know, why don't you just do this, you know? Um, instead of, you know, doing everything, you know, become more of a specialty. And then I, I was really at that point in time really getting into nutrition. And I think nutrition for myself is, you know, I started that for myself. And I realized how important it is for the animals too. Um, and my awareness was, you know, with my own animals, they're always my guinea pigs. So, you know, everything I learned, okay, let's try this on you guys and, and see what happens. And, um, it's, it's lovely. And, and my clients were always, as I was learning these different, you know, techniques and processes, it was like, oh, I just learned something new. Do you mind if I try, you know, and, and they were always game. So that was really fun. So um, it was about, oh, let's see, this is, I'm going to say in 2005, right around that time is when I really started to do less and less what I call conventional medicine. Um, and more and more of you know what's called alternative or complementary medicine. And now, in the last, um, I'm going to say five years, I really no longer take on any regular clients. You know, people want me to be their regular vet, and I go, no, you need a regular vet, and then I will be your complementary vet. You know, whatever needs to be done, I can help you with. And more and more people are so into that because it's like I can direct them. I can say, look. This is what needs to get done, get that done, and then bring it back to me, and I can help you with it. Um, and, and most of the things that I work with are uh, cases that 
conventional medicine can't seem to find answers for. Um, you know, drugs haven't been able to help, you know, so it was kind of like the same journey I went on is what I'm now helping animals with. Yep. So. Wow, that's fascinating. So I have a lot of questions already. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you now work at all with farm animals or do you strictly work with the domestic? Yes, strictly dogs and cats. Again, okay. physically it is quite a bit of work. Um, to work on larger animals. Although for acupuncture, it's not, but I, I, I did a little bit of acupuncture for horses and I have a horse and I'll, I'll play with my own horse, you know, but, okay. um, but I don't really uh, promote that as what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about animals like, you know, a rabbit or other animals that people have as pets? Like, like exotic kind of, yeah, it was yeah. considered exotic. Not really. No? Um, okay. I've done occasional rabbits. I have okay. done that. Okay. Um, but it's generally dogs and cats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And were you, um, holistic by nature or just, did you live a holistic lifestyle at all before you took a conventional practice and kind of went into the holistic side? Like, no, actually, actually, I would say I was, you know, I, I wasn't holistic at all. I, I didn't okay. know really anything about it at all. I was strictly a medical girl, you know, Western okay. medicine. Um, and I'm still not against it, don't get me wrong, but I just trust what my body tells me now. In other words, um, when I'm given a drug and I know when I need a drug, you know, there's times, even in the animal world, the same thing, there's times you have to put a fire out. You know, you've got a fire burning and you have to, you have to get rid of it before you can, the healing process can occur. So that's, that's, and, and the, like I says, the shoulder injury I had, that's really what opened me up to the holistic world right there. It was like, you know, the doctors were saying, well, you know, none of the medicines they were giving me were working. Oh, you need surgery. I, and I just, I didn't, didn't believe them. Okay. So I just trusted myself. And that's in the animal world. Those are the people that I'm attracting. Those are the people that come are coming to me and they're just going, I, I know there's something that can be done to help my animal, but this is not the route, you know? So that's, that's, what's really cool. Yeah. Got it. Um, so when you were talking earlier about, um, diet and nutrition, that helped yourself and uh, apparently you work with the animals in the same way, the diet, mm -hmm. nutrition, what they get, because I guess it would be what they had in nature. Right. When mm -hmm. you domesticated them. Right. Um, are animals also able to take um, herbs like Chinese herbs or natural yes, plant-based? Yep. Yes, they can. Right. Most, most definitely. It's um, how I orchestrate helping people with nutrition is um, really trying, you know, you have to work with budget too, because nowadays foods can become very, very expensive, but just helping them understand if anything, the old adage of not giving your animal people food, or we sometimes would say table scraps. Okay. You know, you had a meal, we got leftovers, I'll give it to the dog. Well, personally, I think that's the best thing that you can do. Okay. Because you are giving them variety. Um, the old thought of just giving them dry food, the same food day in and day out, really is just not, and this holds true for cats too, you know, dogs or cats, is just not what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. A cat, my feelings are the best thing we could ever feed them would be mice, you know, if we could package that, you know. So I always love it when people say, oh my dog, excuse me, my cat goes out and hunts and eats it. I go, oh, yay. <laughs> you know, it's gross to us, but it's beautiful for them because they're getting... Really, that's that that little mouse to me is like their multivitamin for the day. <laughs> you know, they're getting everything that they really need. 
Um, but for our pets who can't really hunt or who, who are not hunting is that's where I really believe supplementation, um, whole food supplements is very important because I learned from my own body that my body recognizes food. It doesn't recognize synthetic vitamins, okay? And if, if that's one thing I could teach the world, that would be it, is, is like if you're taking, oh, I take all, all these multivitamins, you know, I should be really healthy. It's like, well, initially when you start, you're going to feel a little bit better, but then your body just becomes depleted again and it starts to get really tired because now your body goes, what is this? I, I don't have everything I need. And this holds true in our animals, you know, so... Um, I really do believe our animals eat better than us <laughs> as far as, you know, their foods go. But again, most of the stuff, vitamin supplementation wise is, is synthetic. So hard to find foods that don't use synthetic vitamins. There are some out there. Um, but there's, like I said, if someone says they're giving supplements to their animal, and I had a client in today that feeding their animals great, but they gave this multivitamin. And I said, can I get you to switch to a whole food vitamin? And they were so open to it. They knew nothing about that. So that's, that's part of it is really educating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would assume that with animals kind of as it is with people, um, organic food is probably better than regular. So if you're feeding your animal bones, for instance, for your dog is an organic bone better than a conventional bone. Just sure. it, 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 and we yeah. have bone broth and I only make it with organic just no it is and that holds very true that does hold very true for our animals also okay um, because if it's not organic you know there is going to be you know chemicals that are going to be found in the fats and, and, and that type of thing so yeah. our animals truly but things can be expensive okay you know and that's where you have to weigh okay the pros and the cons, but if you can get a good quality type of a food, okay, even if it's not organic, um, you're ahead of the ball game. Or if you, like it says, if you do feed yourself organically and you give your animal from the table, they're getting nutrition there too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Good. Um, and uh, my last question, I'll probably have more, but <laughs> um, you say that you work kind of um, as a specialty now and not as a primary care so do you work in collaboration with any other type of practitioners or do you work like very closely with the primary care that yeah yes i i would say right now i'm calling myself more specialized okay um so the people who are finding me are most of them to be honest with you are really finding me through my internet um connection you know the web page because they're looking for some a veterinarian that does something along my lines, okay? Um, or I do work up at a, a practice in Easton part-time. I go up there. She's a, the doctor's a good friend of mine, and I see many of her cases there. And if the people can't make an appointment with me up there, they'll come down to my practice, you know? And um, there are local veterinarians that are now referring to me. They go, oh, why don't you go see Dr. Walski and see what she has to say, see if she can help you out with anything. But how I work it is I tell people, if you can get me all the possible information that you have on your pet's history or the, what's going on, if you have x-rays, if you have blood work, I take all of that information and I call it like a puzzle. I says, bring everything in and we'll put all the puzzle pieces together, okay, and see what, what's going on. 
and then determine at that point in time which of the modalities that I do is going to be, you know, in the best interest of the animal. Is it chiropractic? Is it acupuncture? Is it using laser therapy? Um, you know, nutrition always to me is a part of it. Okay, I always go over that with with the owners. Um, I review the supplements that perhaps they they have their animals on, and you know, ask why they're doing it. Um, and sometimes people are over supplementizing their animals. You know, a supplement for this, a supplement for that, supplement for this, and that's where, you know, well, let's just try getting them eating a really good food. You know, that's that's all the supplements sometimes they really need. So. Yeah, I, I, I do try to work with other veterinarians in the area um, as closely as I can. Most unfortunately for me, occasionally they'll call and find out, you know, what's, you know, what do we, you know, and, and I, I encourage them to. I'm very happy to educate. I have a couple of vets that will call me with questions, you know, and um, that's important to me just to get the word out and to educate. Yeah, so if I need, let's say I need a particular x-ray, I'll say, okay, you know, give like a little prescription, take this to your vet, get these x-rays done. You know, so um, blood work, if, if blood work needs to be done to follow a, a process that's going on, again, you, they need to take them to the regular vet. I'm, I, what I say to, my, say to the clients that come in is, I'm a good vet. I don't poke, I don't prod. They love coming in because if they're getting adjusted chiropractically, they just think they're getting massaged and petted. Um, I would say probably 99% of the animals that get acupuncture, they just lay down and go to sleep. Um, and the laser therapy, the same thing. So everything that I'm doing to them doesn't cause more pain. Um, and that's what's really key is, is that when they come in to see me, they know that they're going to feel good afterwards. You know, So go to your regular vet for, for the needles, for the x-rays, and come see me for the fun stuff. Yeah. Nice. I used to um, own a greyhound when we were, well, I was a kid. My parents owned it. It used to eat broccoli. That was, it was its favorite food. It, we should bring it heads of broccoli. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. We're like, we have a dog and all it likes is broccoli. Well, you have, I have so many clients and I, my own dog, I experienced it when you plant tomatoes, the cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Go into there and they'll pick the tomatoes right off the, you know, and eat them. <laughs> that's so funny. Maybe those are sweet. Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So I'm curious about um, two things. Um, acupuncture. Mm -hmm. And you talked about laser therapy. So with the acupuncture, is it done just like it's done with a human? And do the dogs or cats, do they move around? Is it needles in them? Just Yep, it's, it's the, yeah, acupuncture is, is basically the chi or the energy of the body um, and the paths and the meridians that it travels on. And um, just like we have those meridians on our body, so do the animals. And um, yeah, what, we're, what you're doing with acupuncture is you're actually using the needles and putting them into acupuncture points to help the chi move around, okay? Sometimes the chi is blocked, and when the chi is blocked, it causes pain, okay? And um, occasionally, if, it, if you've ever had acupuncture, if a needle's put into you, and if it's a spot where, again, the chi can't move through, it can hurt. Not, you know, like, oh my God, you're gonna die hurt, but you put the needle in and there's discomfort but it moves really quickly. Um, so I'll get occasionally animals. There's, there's certain points that are utilized um, for the digestive system. One's called stomach 36 and it's on the knee. And if I know I need to use that point, um, I usually put that one in last because it can be uncomfortable. But the interesting thing is it's a really powerful point because for us and for animals, um, usually 
we have issues with their digestive system. So that's why that point can be uncomfortable. But yeah, they, they, they tolerate the needles being put in. There's points um, in the body behind the ears, like, which is also true for us, that are calming points that I'll usually put those in first and okay. it helps to relax them. Um, every once in a while, there'll be an animal I can't put needles into. Um, and it's usually uh, little fiery dogs like little chihuahuas, Jack Russell Terriers, they just, you know, no way it's gonna happen. And occasionally some cats too, but um, I'm really surprised how cats, they just love it. They just, they get the needles in them and they go, okay, I'm gonna take a nap now. <laughs> I guess the fur doesn't matter at all? No, no. It just goes through? Not at all. Are they different? Like, No, it's the same needles, the same type of needles. So yeah, there's, there's all different size needles, but it's, you know, they're not animal, um, the needles that are specific for animals. It's just knowing the size to use. And that's when you take the acupuncture course, you learn all these different, all these different things. So again, acupuncture too is like an additional training that I went through, you know, okay. none of this it's, there are a couple veterinary schools now that are actually introducing acupuncture. The university of Florida is one of them into their veterinary programs, which I think is super one day, acupuncture will really be considered a part of veterinary medicine okay that's what they're working to have happen which is cool yeah beautiful and uh laser therapy can you explain that a little bit and what that is sure um laser therapy is probably the newest modality that's being used in um, human medicine and in veterinary medicine and it's a device a laser it's usually handheld in which it's a wand that you're actually, and I use it mainly for orthopedic problems, um, for animals that have really bad arthritis, say hip dysplasia, uh, elbow dysplasia, shoulder problems, um, and also animals that have back issues, like disc disease, herniated discs, and that's where it's used in people a lot too. What the laser does, it's actually two wavelengths of light that are really powerful that they penetrate through the tissues and get to the source of where the problem is. And let's say we're working on a hip joint. Um, it's all geared and all figured out. It's all computerized how much energy, and that's what laser therapy is, is really energy is being put into that area. But the wavelength of energy, one is for pain, and it really is just specifically for pain management. Um, and the other gives the cells that are damaged that are trying to heal gives them the energy energy to really speed up the healing process. Um, and that's just what the body's looking for many times is nutrition to help heal itself and the energy to heal itself, okay? And uh, so there's different protocols that are used. Um, you know, people say, oh, do they have to have laser all the rest of their life? No, um, I have animals, we do a six protocol treatment and then maybe once a month or once every two or three months they come in. I have a, a little dog, a little dachshund, which everyone knows dachshunds have back issues, okay? You know, poor because of their long little backs. And this poor little guy was totally paralyzed. I mean, he couldn't walk in his back end. He couldn't urinate. He couldn't defecate. Um, the owner brought him in, and he had been like this for almost three months, and I was the last hope. Um, and we, he's up. He's walking. He's running. If you saw him today, you'd never even know he had a problem. The owner brings him in now. Oh, he ran after a squirrel yesterday and he tweaked something. So brings him in, we you know, do some treatments. So it's, it's lovely. It really, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Um, 
All right, I'm out of questions. So I want to open up the line to um, anyone else that might have any questions. You can um, uh, type it in the chat box that you have. Uh, if you have any questions, you can add. I'm just going to wait a few minutes to see if anyone types anything in. Um, so do you want to remind us again where your practice is? For sure. And then uh, people can get in touch with you if they want. Yeah, I'm located in Pennsylvania, um, near Doylestown. I, I always say I'm sandwiched between Doylestown, Quakertown, um, and the river, New Jersey. So um, 20 minutes in all directions. Little town called Ottsville, which is very close to Lake Nacomixon um, Park. Uh, not too far really from Milford, the bridge to Milford, New Jersey. Um, best way to reach me is you can just Google, um, you know, Dr. Suzanne Walski, Meadowbrook Animal Healing, um, you know, and, and, and I'll come up. And there's, your, you know, just call my phone number, my office number, and leave a message. I work by myself, um, which has been a beautiful kind of experience for me. I had an extremely busy animal hospital, and as things geared down, and, and I was called Meadowbrook Animal Hospital, and I'm not really a hospital anymore, so... Like two years ago, I changed the name to Meadowbrook Animal Healing because that's what I feel I'm doing more is helping animals heal um, themselves at this point in time. Um, but yeah, just leave a message on the answering machine. I always get back to people that day. Truly, if it's an emergency, um, I do have an emergency number where, you know, there's an emergency hospital locally that people can go to. But um, yeah, that's, that's where I am, where I am. Excellent. All right, um, we did not have any more questions come in, so okay. uh, we're gonna wrap it up. And I just wanted to thank you for spending time with us this evening and explaining uh, holistic pet care for us. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll, everyone will be seeing this on YouTube and writing us some questions below. Great, so, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you for joining me today on our video podcast, NLBP TV. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about our professional community, the Natural Life Business Partnership, and to become a member, go to www.thenaturallife.org. Part of membership is to join us live at these tapings, plus have access to unlisted material and a closed professional community specifically for the holistic entrepreneur. Follow us for free on Facebook. I look forward to our next episode. Bye-bye.